0: Boop, boop. <laughs> so yeah, how's life been for you, man? Good. Been busy, working a lot. Yeah, getting ready for your, the biggest day of your life? Yeah, one of them. Why, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's the only one of that kind. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but nope. yeah, it's going to be a great day.
1: We are back in the studio. We are, and then uh, we fired Andrew and made him an assistant now. Yeah. Where is he at with your coffee, by the way? I don't know. He's been a minute for my coffee. You need to get demoted again. That's what I'm saying. Went from producer, now to assistant. He can't even do assistant right.
0: It's a shame. I saw he had like a stain on his shirt.
1: Like He's a mess. Unprofessional of him. Mm -hmm. Very unprofessional. But, you know, that's why he's not getting paid anymore. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Welcome in, good time sports audience. My name is Colin Brown, and as always, I'm joined by co-host, producer, Brennan Carson. Today <laughs> is the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th, 2023. Hopefully you're all having a wonderful day or night, whatever y'all are listening to this. We got a lot to talk about in the world of sports, a lot to catch up on. We appreciate those who have stuck around nhl nba everything from around those two leagues we also got some major league baseball rules to look into for this upcoming season college basketball is fully into the path of march madness and of course we got to talk about the big game this past week and wrap it up as always with this day in sports brendan how are you doing my man
1: good good
0: ready to get into some sports
1: yes i am i'm ready to get in baseball season man We are so close
0: we are. There's, and if,
1: and there's, there's, and there's the assistant. Where's my coffee bin? <laughs>
0: that one's not on. That one's not on. <laughs> Hi, guys. I miss you. Uh huh. You know, we miss you too. And now you're leaving us. This, like, this man. A work trip. A work trip with that stain
1: on your shirt. No.
0: What, what? I mean, how many stipends <laughs> are we going to give him <laughs> to travel the world? I
1: know. And yet we get nothing in return.
0: I'm about to nothing. Say. At Two, least. At least your work trips
1: we send you on. You come back with interviews for us. Exactly. From athletes. Yeah. What, what do we get from Andrew? Nothing.
0: Just a bunch of jibber jabber. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 he can't even open the door right. <laughs> oh, my God. You got any parting parting words, Mr. Malone? Kyrie Irving is a Dallas Maverick. We'll be getting into that today. I'm really, really happy about it. Yeah. I think they're going to work really well together. You think so? Yeah, I had to get my input in. Okay. Yeah. Little, uh, fourth wall here, yeah, he is. A little fourth wall breaking here. He is just a little bit. All right. Where are you headed to, by the way, Andrew? Uh, East Texas. East Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Got a client out there. So nice. Yeah. Big businessman. Yeah. Hey, next time we come back from like you know weeks off and everything, do you think you could wear like a sweatshirt without a stain on it? Dude, I just <laughs> <think of> eating <laughs> lunch. What is your problem? I just can't stop staring yeah, at man. it, man. And and there goes Andrew.
1: There he goes. Just defeated from the stain. <laughs> If there was a door to slam, he would, but we have a sliding door
0: here. Yes. Oh, man. We got a lot of sports to get into today, so without any further ado, Brendan, why don't you take us into the world of the National Hockey League?
1: Stars are still good. (laughs) Boston is still very, very, very good. There's not much to say. I mean, the Stars played Boston Bruins the other night. Stars held their own for quite a while, which was really good to see. At least it gives me more confidence if they were to play each other in playoffs or something like that. We we have a chance versus my first opinion, which was we would get blown out. So I'm happy about that. Uh, backup goalie situation, still not great with Wedgwood. We keep losing games when he's in play. So we need another goalie. Again, he can make crazy catches and saves. On like the hardest hits, but the easy shots he still lets go. And I it just it always irritates me to watch.
0: Feels like it's the same kind of, you know, mentality and same kind of story with him every season. Every
1: time, (laughs) dude. I don't (laughs) get it. It just oh Oh. uh Vegas Knights doing great. Uh coming up there right now. They're in first with
0: That's gotta be the Best division, or most at least most competitive division in I'd hockey right now.
1: Well, I mean, if you look at even the Central, I mean, Dallas, Winnipeg, I mean, even the Avalanche is coming right up behind them, you know?
0: I mean, the top four, though, in the Pacific are separated by three points. Yeah, but, if it, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's crazy. Let's look at the Metropolitan, though. Yeah? You see that? 78, 75. I, no, I'm saying, like, those are all, like, high-level yeah. points, but, like, 68, 67,
1: 66, 65. 100%. I mean, that's going to be the one where it's... You're going to see people fighting tooth and nail,
0: and I mean that could be the difference between you know being in the wild card or not even in the playoffs at that point. I just can't
1: wait till we get closer, and then it's going to be a lot of good fights that are going to be coming up because I love me some hockey fights. That you do, and if you don't love hockey fights, you're not a real hockey fan, and I don't want to hear it from you. I
0: looking, mean, at, looking you at you, be, bud. You can hear it from me. Look, looking at you, bud. I'm just saying, I care about the athletes. The. A- <laughs> it's I a contact yeah. sport let them fight at this point no part. that's fine you're allowed to like check them into the uh, you know the boards or anything or like get physical by all means it's just the whole fighting thing I mean it's just redundant at it's this a point. part of hockey I get it it's like baseball sometimes you're gonna have fights every now and then let it happen yeah, baseball again that's why they all get suspended every time it happens yeah because they don't want it And that's hockey
1: why. you just get a five yeah. minute and you're good yeah sure so that's all that matters
0: oh yeah <laughs> of course
1: <laughs> you're cracking though man Kraken or Kraken? They they have been cracking
0: all season. It's so exciting when you have a young team that it, it's like one of those things like you you ever hear, you know, act like you've been there before, right? But, yeah. with, but with young teams, they don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, you got Big Rig. Uh, yeah, that's well, true. There are some yeah, better there's pieces. There's better presence. But in terms of like, obviously, since the Kraken as a franchise is only two years old, yeah, they don't know how to act. And on a, any given night basis, I don't know what I'm getting from them. The good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between, it's it's amazing, amazing time to watch.
1: And that's how I feel like with the Stars half the time, even though most of them have been there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the Stars, they're not too far away removed from their Stanley Cup appearance, so they're... No.
1: I mean, we've retained a lot of key components, and then I'm, we're now being, like, getting up there and being a young team. Mm-hmm. I and mean, you got Watt, I mean, March manager, You. or... The list goes on, mm-hmm. so I mean they're they're going up there with the young team, but we still have a lot of the veteran presence. Right. Tyler. Ben, a lot of the nucleus and, is yeah. still intact. I mean, for sure, Pavolski. I mean, it, it you you got that veteran presence, which is good, and I mean Seattle they got a couple of it, and it's been working for them too. So
0: yeah, and given the fact that Pacific is the way it is right now, you know we've got a game in hand on you know the Kings and or potentially right there with Vegas competing for the top of that division. I mean, we've kind of all kind of been jockeying or whatever, and I think through that all, Edmonton's kind of creeped up in there to where they're within striking distance of, you know, getting into the top of the Pacific Division. So something you got to, you know, keep your eyes on. You know, always check the uh, ESPN app every morning when you wake up and or every night when you're watching, and just got to keep up with this, you know, division race. I mean, it is... The best thing potentially going on in sports right now, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it changes daily. I mean, mean, that's most of hockey in general, though, too, (laughs) when you're looking at it. Yeah. So the only thing that's staying consistent is Boston is staying up top in their division. uh, Still at 85 points compared to Tampa Bay right behind them at 72 and Toronto at 72. So still a giant lead. I
0: don't foresee them giving that up no and to be honest like Boston has slowed down compared to the pace that they were at the beginning of the season and yet they still are up 13 points on Tampa Bay with this much into the season
1: and I mean really they can kind of have like rest days compared to everyone else Mm -hmm. just because they are so far ahead I mean most teams you're like oh crap we can't do rest days we got to keep competing I mean like we're talking about everyone's super competitive and then
0: 13-point difference. I mean, mean, they're not even worried about Carolina in the Metropolitan.
1: No. And, I mean, shoot. Again, Carolina's at, what, 78? Yeah, 78. Yep. So, I mean, rest your people. Keep them healthy. That way, when playoffs comes up, you have your whole team. Yeah.
0: And, look, it's definitely something to keep an eye on there, but... Uh, With Carolina and New Jersey, those two have been the main talk of the Metropolitan Division. Um, Obviously, the highs and lows of the New Jersey season. I mean, we remember them as being arguably the hottest team in hockey, and now they're not even first place in their own division. It just goes to show that you always got to play at your best uh, no matter what night it is.
1: Well, that and then, I mean, just with young talent coming into the league too, you you never know at this point. You you get an 18-year-old kid up there and all of a sudden he's Playing lights out, and everyone's like, "What the heck? How?
0: All right." Do, do you think it's around this point that you see a lot of those young guys kind of take into form and getting used to the role? Oh,
1: hundred percent. I mean, if we look at the stars in general too, you got Watt over there. I mean, he is really starting to come into his just—he's flourishing with that program over there. So uh, again, it comes down to the team, players, and the coaching. I mean, that's—we could say that about any sports team in general, right? You want to develop your younger players, you got to have that strong coaching ability behind it. And, I mean, you'll see that that's how a lot of these programs will succeed and that's how a lot of them will fail. I mean, star has got a new coach in, and they're playing night and day difference compared to what they did last year. So, just saying. Last year, some people were like, oh, no, we don't need a new head coach. And I was one of those over
0: off in the rafters yelling, nope, ah, get me a new one. And here we are. Here we are. So, got to love it. Definitely something that I think we, we're at the point now where we know who's really good. We know who's really bad. We yeah. know who is mid-pack. Yeah, and it, it's starting to just level out. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that really has caught your eye since the last time? Because I know it's been almost a month since we've talked some hockey. Is there anything yeah. that's really kind of changed in your opinion? Or is it pretty much uh, all been level key?
1: It's kind of just all been the same. I mean, like I said keep, earlier, I was talking about keeping an eye on we're looking at uh, the Leafs, for example. I was keeping an eye on them earlier in the season, and here they are, still doing good again.
0: As we get another interrupted by the assistant again. I also think that it's solidified that the stars, the stars are a solid. The stars, <laughs> yeah, the stars, <laughs> that the Dallas Stars are the solidified number two team in the NHL.
1: So- solidified number two team. Yes. Because the Boston game. Yes. I, I don't think that solidified. I watched it. it live. I know it was incredible. I'm aware. Here's and the, thing. the stars
0: played the best game of their season now. We are the last team in the NHL if we go to overtime. But <laughs> yes, if we can <laughs> win in regulation, which we almost did, we are the number two team in the NHL. Wait, hold on. Just just confirm you were at the game last night? Yes. And you didn't bring any back any player interviews or any audio?
1: Bro, I don't have a press pass, you Co- bum. Couldn't be me. Oh, couldn't out. be me. Uh, this man goes on work trips and still can't bring back interviews. Couldn't I mean, work. But
0: fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love the expert analysis there from our fellow co-host Andrew Maloney uh, I the thing is is like you guys have been hyping up the stars and obviously you know being fans and everything it's I get it like it's your team's playing great you're atop the western conference all of that um but the stars have done a great job in backing it up this transition from you know a new coach and everything to how they've been able to turn it up on the ice it's been remarkable to watch just from afar well yeah and I mean
1: like I said before right? I was saying it last year before we even started this podcast. I was saying the Stars just keep playing defense. We're not trying to score that much. And that was the biggest issue. Now, what are we doing? At this point, we're playing too much offense. And now we're, I'm like, okay, we got to find a balance now.
0: As contrary did to so, the best goal differential in the Western Conference.
1: Yep. I mean, I'll take it. I mean, yeah. we're, we're literally letting everyone try to score versus last year we weren't. Last year, we were telling our defense players, you need to make sure to play defense. Don't take the puck down there and go score.
0: Most entertaining team in the NHL, Dallas Stars, true or false? Oh, true.
1: True. 100%. I mean, and this is, <laughs>
0: uh, it's going to be biased of me, uh,
1: you know, but still, I mean. Take it with a grain of salt. They they play competitive. They do. And that's what you, you want to ask for. Or they're playing lights out, and then they're putting up like five goals on a team out of nowhere. So, it's always fun to just to watch. Fair enough. I, I mean, Boston's always. I mean, Boston's great to watch too. I mean, Tampa Bay, Toronto, uh, Buffalo. I wouldn't say as much just because Buffalo's super inconsistent. And they're a super young team, anyways. So, fair enough. But Carolina's good. Like we said, New Jersey's always fun to watch
0: too. And then Vegas, LA, never can Seattle. Rule. Yeah, never can rule out Tampa either. No they're just hanging in there. <laughs> they are.
1: <laughs> they're trying.
0: Anything else from the world of hockey, my friend? No, I think that really about does it for at least today's coverage. All right. We'll probably get another uh drop in by Andrew, but let's take it over to the association and talk some hoops. Well, I guess we're not getting music. I don't
1: <laughs> know what happened there? But we're just going to have that awkward transition Doggy. in there.
0: So, <laughs> Taking it over to the association, the other 82 game season, as Andrew likes to say, we are talking some NBA basketball. And before we get into kind of the daily grind and grind, we did pass through the trade deadline during our kind of extended break there. So, just a couple of the moves that I wanted to highlight is now, as Andrew mentioned, Kyrie Irving is a Dallas Maverick, the multiple time All Star, multiple time All NBA guard, is now in the Lone Star State teaming up with Luka Doncic um, as Spencer didwity Dorian Finney-Smith head back over to Brooklyn in the trade. Uh, one of three, in my opinion, major trades that went down. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, who we've kind of poked fun at this show, they traded away Russell Westbrook in a major four-team deal that landed them D'Angelo Russell, Jar- Jared Vanderbilt, and Malik Beasley. Definitely a, I don't know how they pulled it off in LA, but they are going to try to make one last, I guess, play-and-run there in Los Angeles and to wrap it up the Phoenix Suns last but not least land Kevin Durant in Arizona he goes to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for Mikael Bridges Cam Johnson Jay Crowder I'm obviously leaving out the picks and all these trades so I apologize but huge trades along with many other you know kind of rotational trades throughout the association have now reshaped the league that we love so much and yeah, uh, definitely some big ones. We'll see how they play out. I mean, Kevin Durant hasn't even taken the floor yet as a Phoenix Sun. Kyrie has done well um, in the Mavericks uniform. Unfortunately, they are 0-2 without uh, with him and Luka Donut in the lineup. But I definitely think that there's some learning curves there. Obviously, you know, getting used to two ball-dominant players in the lineup is definitely an adjustment for the Dallas Mavericks.
1: So... One of the main concerns about Kyrie. Is I, I got to bring it up. Man, one of them. I got well, one of them. <laughs> one of one, them. A big one.
0: Go ahead. Is just
1: how, like you said, ball dominant and stuff like that. Is he going to butt heads with Luca?
0: So, I believe, and don't misquote me, but they're both top 10 in ball usage rate this season before, obviously, the trade happened. Mm-hmm. I want to say Luca was 2 and Kyrie was either 6 or 8. Yeah. I want to say. The thing about Dallas, right, is they realized, I think, something that, I don't know, and I would love to get Andrew's input on this, but I think he may have already left at this point. Dallas kind of was in a position where, okay, they have Luka, and while, yes, they've made Luka happy up to this point, you kind of have to keep making your star happy because ultimately there's Luka doesn't have any reason to stay with Dallas after the remaining of his contract if they can't prove to build a team around him. And while yes, they made the Western Conference finals last year, they ultimately, I think, felt in the front office that they didn't have the team that they felt could p- compete in the near future mm-hmm. with some of the other teams in the West. And they said, okay, yes, this may be a high-risk move with Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Many I am not disagreeing. High risk. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Not only for his on the court shenanigans, but off court, exactly. And trust me, we could spend a whole other podcast (laughs) highlighting those. But what I will say is Dallas ultimately decided we're not going to stand pat. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to throw bleep at the wall and hope bleep sticks. Um, And I believe talent-wise, this puts the Dallas Mavericks into that top-tier conversation in the Western Conference in terms of winning it. I'm not sure if they can compete with the two heavyweights over there in the East, but... In regards, the bare minimum what this move does is show Luka Doncic, hey, we're willing to do whatever it takes to try to build around you. This move may not work out. Kyrie Irving could very well walk this summer yep. and leave, and the Mavericks could be stuck with nothing. Yep. But at least the Mavericks have shown Luka we're willing to be aggressive. We're not just going to sit here and rest on your laurels, your performances, because Luka's been phenomenal this year. Averaging over 30 a game, leading him in damn near every category he has been.
1: I think everyone's going to expect Luke to always be phenomenal. Right. I mean...
0: But, and the thing is, is that this isn't... The NBA is not a one-man show. And nope. you have to give players... They went out and got Christian Wood. Yeah. Okay, Christian Wood's been, I think, a pretty solid return, safe to say, in his season so far with mm-hmm. the Mavericks. But they felt like it wasn't enough. And you know what? Getting a guy that can also give you 20, 30, 40, 50 a night on any given basis... That's something that I can respect the Mavericks move uh, doing so. Mm -hmm. Does this mean, A, that they're done in the future? Absolutely not. But I think this will show Luca, hey, we're invested in you. We're invested in the future of this team. Let's go try to win it this year. If it doesn't work, we'll go back to the drawing board. So I can respect the move from that aspect. To the negative side, yes, there's a lot of stuff with Kyrie that necessarily may not work. But I think ultimately, if you're Dallas... It was either make this move or, I honestly, I, I, I don't or you see wait the, till next year for the I, draft. Oh yeah, well, and even then, like it, how much? I, again, Josh Green's really stepped up for them this year. Jaden Hardy's also given them valuable minutes, mm-hmm. but the uh, the odds of you where Dallas was going to be drafting because they're so good with Luca. Yeah. The odds of getting a player Kyrie's capable and having him develop in time, to be at this level that Luca needs as a second co-star, mm-hmm. it was very unlikely. So I could understand why Dallas made this move.
1: Yeah. And I mean, again, we'll see how the investment kind of pays off for him. I mean, I actually caught a game, believe it or not, Monday night. Yes, you did. And they were getting blown out for a while. I want to say it was what? It was against Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota Timberwolves, which are below them, I believe, in the rankings, right? Aren't they like 8th yeah, or something? Eighth. Oh, eighth. man, look at me. I'm oh. on it right now. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, but they started to come back near the end, but not enough to win it.
0: And there was ultimately that uh, last possession exchange between Kyrie and Luca, Both were trying to get each other to the ball, but also get their own shot. And it was very, it, it showed that, the, again, the chemistry wasn't there. They're not used to being in that moment. But it I think it was very encouraging from this aspect. The fact that both Luca and Kyrie, if you watch that possession back, they were trying to find... Open shots for each other. They were willing to defer to the other person and not just sit there and be like, you know, bleep yeah. you, yeah. I'm taking this. And I think that's a very healthy dynamic to your question about, you know, can they share the rock? In that moment, that would have been very telling if one of them had gone a wall or mm-hmm. tried to do it solo. Well, and I think that's encouraging.
1: And I think, well, we've seen Luca though, time and time again. He's more than willing to pass the ball because he
0: knows people are going to constantly be on him. All right. So. Luca is more than happy to pass the ball around, and to your point, now the Kyrie's there; they can't afford to be on him as much as they were.
1: Yeah, no, you can't kind of do like two man coverage or anything like no. that on him. So you got to split it up
0: now. And the way that they're able to now stagger the minutes, and to give you an idea, Brendan, they when Luca's on the court, their offense is the best in the NBA with him on the court. Mm-hmm. You know, per I think it's like thirty six minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. When he's off the court, they're the worst offense in the NBA. Before this Kyrie Irving trade.
1: Yeah. And I mean, what it'll do is it'll also help give Luca some rest time. Yeah. Exactly. Which is something he'll desperately need. Right. So we so, avoid
0: injury. Right. So they'll probably be able to scale back his minutes. Kyrie again will be able to run the show, kind of keep the Mavericks offense afloat when Luca goes to the bench. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, he'll have a chance to build up with Christian Wood as well, too. Yep. Dallas has a higher ceiling than they did before this trade. Now their floor <laughs> Could also be affected by this.
1: And that I'm not arguing that their ceiling could potentially be something like we can't even think of right now, right? Right. The floor is what I'm worried about because what happens when Kyrie gets upset with the team?
0: It's true. We haven't seen that yet. Um usually but again,
1: it's real early.
0: Right. It's very and I think so. I don't think you're gonna see anything from Kyrie, at least for the next few weeks, um, per se. But and I
1: could only go off of his past with right. teams. Right. And it's not the greatest track record.
0: Oh, it's 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 well documented. <laughs> so, it's well documented. So it's like you said, there.
1: Well, I mean, would we call it high risk high reward, or would we just oh, say moderate high
0: risk high reward? Possibly? No, it's 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 high risk high reward because you yeah. gave away your best wing defender. Mm-hmm. You gave away Spencer Didwitty. Who he's very quality, and he's gonna he's very capable of averaging, you know, twenty two on any given season. Yeah, he's a solid player and a really good player, and. You gave him away along with a first-round draft pick in a couple seconds for Kyrie to potentially only play half a season. Yep. So this, that's there is a high-risk, high-reward factor in there. But I know we've talked a lot about Kyrie. Let's talk to his for, talk about his former running mate, Kevin Durant, who now joins the Phoenix Suns with Devin Booker, with Chris Ball, with DeAndre Ayton. At least on paper, they have to be at least co-favorites in the West, in my opinion.
1: I mean, 100%. I mean, they're also, what, still at fourth? I mean, they have a real... Yeah. You got Kevin Durant now. You have a real good chance to bump yourself up to the number one seed.
0: Along with... And uh, Denver... Denver's one of those teams that they've got something to prove, but they're treating every game, every night, like it's a game seven. I mean, and that's what you want. Right. And it's it's very satisfying, gratifying when you're a fan of that team. It's just also... NBA season is so long and it's so taxing that you almost kind of know in the back of your mind that you got to pace yourself. Now, granted, Denver's a younger team, yeah, so they're able to get away with it. Phoenix, on the other hand, Phoenix, we talked about, they were in the bottom five of the Western Conference not too long ago. Yep. Now you add Kevin Durant. Granted, you did lose Mikael Bridges, who second in defensive player of the year running last year. You also lose Cam Johnson, another versatile wing that you had, and Jay Crowder. I mean, their wing depth is essentially minute at this point. Granted, yes, you do get Kevin Durant. You also get TJ Warren, who's an inadequate Wing defender and also, you know, provide some depth coming back. But you get Kevin Durant. I mean, that's that there's it's a no brainer at this point. And new owner for the Phoenix Suns, I'm blanking on his name, so I don't want to mispronounce it. Uh, he comes in and immediately makes the biggest splash at the trade deadline that any owner's made after, you know, the Phoenix Suns were sold for obvious reasons. If you're a Phoenix Suns man, if you're a fan in. Arizona right now. You're you're through the roof because now you gotta sit there and think Kevin Durant, one of the most efficient scorers that doesn't necessarily need the ball in NBA history, joins Devin Booker, again, a guy who can also play off the ball and has another great scoring wing. Chris Paul, one of the great distributors, can do all the extra little stuff, get the guys in the right spots. You know, can he defend at the highest level that he used to? Probably not at his age, but again, still has the mind of the great NBA player. Yes, Matt Ishiba, thank you, Brendan. Um, pulls off this trade. And then DeAndre Aiden. Listen, DeAndre Aiden's finally living up to some of that number one overall pick stuff from a few years ago, averaging I think eighteen and ten, if I'm not mistaken. So Phoenix has room to be optimistic. Now, the biggest question is kind of like the Dallas Stars in hockey, who are they gonna stop? Because they defensively are not the best team on paper, but offensively they're capable on any given night to drop hundred under 10, under et cetera. So definitely, I think going to be the best and most interesting team moving forward is that team in Phoenix.
1: Yeah. I mean, you really about sums it up. I mean, again, it's just Kevin Durant. He's always, he's going to be Kevin Durant. Yep. So no one's going to question him and his playing abilities. So I, he's a great addition. Like we talked about, I don't foresee that many issues from this team. Like I said, if anything, they're just going to produce more. Yeah,
0: no, I, I I think it's it's definitely something I can't wait to see him in action. Mm-hmm. Um, to see how kind of this team looks, they're they're up there, man. They they could potentially scare some of the teams in the Eastern Conference. Who I know we've been talking about the West uh, majority yeah. of the segment. Quickly over to the East. I was watching the Boston Celtics Milwaukee Bucks matchup last night. Milwaukee has won eleven straight. They had to earn it last night, though. Boston playing without two, their two lead stars and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and the Celtics took him to overtime yep. which goes to show you know the team that we've talked about is potentially the best team in basketball all year able to push Milwaukee to its limits Ultimately Milwaukee did prevail in overtime they, they these two teams right now I mean I picked Milwaukee Bucks to win the whole championship this year when me and Andrew did our preseason predictions. It just seems inevitable that these two teams are meeting the Eastern Conference Finals, no?
1: Oh, 100%. And I mean, it really comes down to, like you even said,
0: Austin was out two of their stars. I think it may have been, some, I don't know if Marcus played Does last time. Play? I can't yeah, I
1: was like, was he playing as well?
0: I'll, I'll double check, but I know they were without their two two lead men.
1: Because if you're out two and smart and you're able to take them into overtime, that just says a lot about just the general talent that you have and how you're being able to play up to your competition. Exactly. So that's what you're going to need, especially when it comes down to playoff time.
0: Yeah. Smart was out as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, look, it took a a hell of a performance from Drew Holiday. Dropped 40. Um, To give you an idea, Brendan, uh, Drew Holiday does not drop 40 points. I'm well aware on that one.
1: (laughs) I don't give up with basketball that much, but Uh, I don't hear his name too often.
0: Yeah. Giannis contributed 36 and 13. Um, Chris Middleton had a nice uh, game off the bench was 16. But yeah, I mean, these two teams, I just, I can't wait till we get to late May, early June, and we're watching these teams for a potential seven games.
1: Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, again,
0: around playoff time is where you really make or break your team, and
1: as long as you can keep it up, it's true. So Austin's uh, showing they can even without their talent,
0: right? And uh, well, we wouldn't be an NBA segment without talking about the Cavaliers from
1: Cleveland.
0: Donovan Mitchell seems to be dropping 40 points, it seems like, every other night. And now with Brooklyn trading away both of their stars, it seems like Cleveland's going to have a chance to firmly cement themselves of having home court advantage this postseason. They're, they're one of those teams, again, man, that we talk about. I, I I know Donovan Mitchell's been there, and Kevin Love, obviously one of their main contributors. He's been to multiple NBA finals. Mm-hmm. But again, man, one of these younger teams, doesn't know any better and they're acting like we're here, we're not taking bleep from anybody, and we can almost beat everybody.
1: Hey, make a name for yourself early on. Absolutely.
0: The East has really kind of condensed himself too. Uh the top four teams in the East separated by four games in total. So definitely, definitely a um different <laughs> a different vibe than what we were seeing at the beginning of the season for sure.
1: It's definitely a big break in between them. So
0: all right. Let's we- see.
1: I don't know if this is going to work or not, this segment transition.
0: But we got some MLB rules to talk about, and as always, Brendan's on top of it. So let's take it over to some Major League Baseball.
1: Well, I don't think it's going to work.
0: <laughs> Did Andrew mess up with the settings when he, like, touched it or something? Oh, there Oh, it is. I got it. Well, that's good enough. That's that's. I got it back working, so that's all that matters. <laughs> Real ones. Uh, what should we call that first break? We should like see if anybody pays attention to the show. We should call it something. What do you mean that that fail of a of a? Oh, music I have playing. no idea. I, don't, I was just like click, and I was like, it says it's playing. Why is it not playing? For those of you who listened through and you know had to deal with <laughs> that first break of not happening, we'll call it the uh, Andrew Effect. Yeah, the man touched the board. Yeah.
1: And messed it up. We'll go with that.
0: So, if you're a loyal listener, get at us and let us know that you were here to witness the Andrew Effect.
1: It's almost almost like our buddy, the Justin Effect. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, he's going to love hearing that one. (laughs) You know, we'll just talk about this real quick before we get to MLB. There we go. We have a buddy. His name is Justin. Uh, Anytime this man picks a team to win, they start to win. And then as soon as he goes to start shit talking, when the game's not even over... They immediately tank and lose every time without fail.
0: Betters from across the country should get to know this man.
1: (laughs) He's the one you definitely want to know about
0: because he will make or break your betting. Hashtag Justin curse is alive and well. it's real. All right. Speaking of a sport that knows a thing or two about some curses, Major League Baseball has got some new rules for the 2023 season. Brennan, why don't you break it down for us?
1: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about some of these. So, for example, the bases got changed. They're bigger, and no, I think you saw the photo, right? Yes, I they mean, are significantly bigger.
0: <laughs> yes, those things
1: are. I don't even probably like our cushions to our seat right now. Like you can fully sit on that base.
0: I don't think you could safely carry them on a plane. You have to check those bases.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's you can't just. It's not carry on. You're it's got,
0: a not. It's a no longer a carry on friendly item. They're going to make you pay extra money to be
1: able to get up there. Uh you got the pitch timer coming in. So between pitches when bases are empty, I think it's 15 seconds and then with runners on you have 20 seconds now. Yes. So that'll be interesting to see there. Uh when it comes to the shift restrictions, uh two infielders positioned on each side of second base. So you can no longer bring like your third baseman all the way over and mm-hmm. play in between, which drove me absolutely mm-hmm. insane when you'd see like Manny Machado over there. I'm like, what are we doing? Just just hit it hit the other, other way. Yeah. Just hit it the other way. Get out of here with this nonsense. <laughs> uh infielders must have both feet within the outer boundary of the infield. Uh infielders may not switch sides unless there is a submission. So or substitution submission, excuse That's me. Substitution a Big difference. Joe yeah. <laughs> Submission. <laughs> Get him in a headlock there. Yeah. Still on my UFC high. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then bigger bases at uh, first, second and third. Oh, okay. Here it is. It went from 15 to 18. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. Yeah. It's, it's massive. Just the size difference. Just, just Google new bases. Yeah. It's, it's something it's, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, they're also going to be cracking down more as well. Uh, with pitching in general, so you're going to be seeing a lot more probably buck calls here coming up versus what they did let them get away with, so that'll be interesting. Uh, in the batter's box, there is a eight-second mark. I think they have to be in there by two now, so forcing mm-hmm. batters to get in the box quicker. They can't kind of prolong it any longer. So it'll be interesting to see what they kind of do there. Uh, and then, I mean, we're still working on robo RoboUMPs. They got them bumped up. So that, that'll be probably coming within next year or two, if I had to guess.
0: Definitely a lot to take in there. Yeah.
1: So a lot of rule changes coming up here this season. So be prepared for some headaches and just everything regarding new rules in general, because it's going to be heavily enforced. There's going to be disagreements with it. There's going to be some fine-tuning. Now, granted, that's why they've been doing it at the minor league level to try to get that fine-tuning out the way, but we all know how it is when you actually get up to the majors. There's going to be different changes. Players are going to argue. Players are going to lobby for different rule changes, things to be changed here. So it might go from 20 seconds to 30 seconds down the road with runners on base. It might not. Who knows? But I'm just happy I don't have to sit there and watch a pitcher do like a one-minute routine for every single pitch. Looking at you, Houston Astros. (laughs) I love y'all to death,
0: but my lord. Ooh calling out his own team there. Mhm. Um a couple of thoughts here. Um cuz obviously there was a lot and great job of you by you breaking down all the new rules here. I think I think baseball is ultimately going to be moving in a positive direction as a result of these. Now, as you mentioned, they could tweak some, they could, you know, adjust the timing. Yeah. They, they could adjust maybe maybe the size of the bases if we have too many, pe- you know, people getting successful steals. Uh, Which
1: I I think that's what they're wanting; those more steals, right?
0: But like, if they were, if it's like a ninety-nine percent conversion rate, yeah, then yeah. it might be needed to scale back a little bit. But
1: well, who is it? The all-time leading stealer? Ricky, right? Ricky Anderson. Yes, thank you, yep. Ricky Anderson. I mean, for example, he was able to set records on smaller bases. It's yeah. called just having some speed.
0: Yeah, and it's 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 a different game that we're playing in. So obviously, it's going to be kind of. The, I think in in the record books, there's going to be almost an asterisk by this. New era of baseball, because I think the numbers for everybody's going to get skewed in the offensive favor. I think ERAs are about to jump up. I think hits per nine innings are going to jump up. Well, I think sure. walks per nine innings are going to get jump up. I think you know stolen bases and everything. So I, mean, it, yeah. I think it's I think it's great for the sport because it's going to encourage more offense. Let's face it, fans enjoy offense more than defense. They do, especially the, the long ball. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that that <laughs> they do. Um, and I think. Ultimately it will provide a lot of positive for the sport, but it's just gonna be I we're gonna look back on this in five, ten years from now and just be like, oh my God, the amount of stolen bases per season now is ridiculous. Oh my God, you know, like a 40-40 season is not even So and to be special fair,
1: anymore. I've seen arguments too for the bases, like them being the size they are. Another thing too is for player safety, right? Because yes. when you are stealing or you're leading off things like that. You want to get back to the base, and that's where you could have a lot of collisions or runners rounding from like second to third, and they're just trying to just tap that corner to go home, whatever things like that. So again, a lot of it comes down to player safety was a lot of the arguments. Mm-hmm. So I see both sides of it. So it'll again, it'll be interesting to see kind of what they do there. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, no, for sure. Um, I also, I also just wanted to point out too that Major League Baseball. It's, it's America's pastime, right? It's no longer America's most, you know, watched sport, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think they realized that, you know, the swing towards the National Basketball Association, the swing for National Hockey, mm-hmm. uh, national hockey League and everything, a lot of the, and the NFL to a, degree as well a lot of the reasons that their ratings have gone up is because of the rule changes that they made for example in the nba they no longer allowed hand checking which is a huge defensive stopper for uh, ball handlers in nfl you're no longer allowed to hit basically the quarterback. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you're no longer allowed to do that in that aspect and i yeah. think baseball is just sitting here saying you know listen for a large portion of our sport we've been kind of you know stoic in our ways and like non willing to budge on all of certain things and i think this is a positive direction for the sport because ultimately, you know, things do change. You know, we've got so many different things now as compared to 10, 20, 30 years ago that I think it's smart for baseball to adapt this new mindset. And I can only hope that more changes like this come in the future. Yeah. And now let me ask you this. Do you agree with juicing the balls? Yeah, I, here's the thing. If you're going to change, have a change like this, where you're changing multiple things, pitch clock, bases, everything, go all out. See what all, you know, becomes, A, enjoyable to the point of, you know, now you realize, okay, we shouldn't do that. Let's take that back. Like, I'd rather, if you're going to go out and expand your sport and you're willing to push the limits, push them all the way.
1: Well, we've already seen some of the juice ball stuff going on there. I mean, you have, like, for example, the Field of Dreams games. Mm -hmm. Like, those balls were shown to be juiced. And a lot of other big competitive games that were shown throughout the season were juiced versus other ones not so much. Now, I, if you're going to do it, you need to just do it across the board. You can't have exactly. it be individual games because, mm-hmm. oh, hey, we're going to get a lot of views this game, so let's make sure we do this. And that's where I think there's some BS. <laughs> okay. Don't well, get me wrong. You had players that, yeah, they're awesome players. They're hitting great. For example, Aaron Judge, he played in a lot of the games where the balls were juiced.
0: You know... It's it's, you're not wrong. So
1: now it's no steroids thing or anything like that. And a lot of that stuff's outside his control. But again, if we're going to do it, do it across the board. Don't BS it and be like, sorry, don't Arizona. cherry pick it. Yeah. Sorry, Arizona. No, y'all kind of suck out there in the desert as always against,
0: you know, say you're playing Oakland.
1: Yeah. Woo. Big primetime
0: game there. I can't wait till we, is it chase field is what the diamondback mm-hmm. stadiums called chase field. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait till we get out there this summer. Yep. It'll be fun. Speaking of which. Add that to the
1: bucket list. Check on fields that I've been to. There you go. Have you been to Houston's yet?
0: Uh, I went to the old Houston Stadium. I haven't been to the you new one. You haven't been to Minute Maid yet? mm go. It's a good one. Yeah, I know. Well, I got a long ways to go before I can. Because you're, how many stadiums have you been? You've been to Houston. You've been to Texas. So, <laughs> technically in Houston, I've been to the old
1: one and, and the, the new one. one. Right. And then the Rangers' old one and the new one. So, if we're counting those... Yeah. well, okay, then me too, then. Yeah, if we're counting those, I've been to four. Also, technically, I've been to more Major League stadiums than you have. Probably, because, yeah, you went to... Didn't you go to Seattle?
0: Well, I've been to Safeco. Uh, okay. When I was younger, I went to Wrigley. Okay, yeah. Um. So, yeah. For counting minor Oh, league? and, and uh, San Diego. I went yeah. to, yeah, Petco. Yeah, for counting minor league stadiums. I've yeah, I think you have me beat. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have me beat at that point. I've been to a lot of those. <laughs> yes. So, clearly, the Major League Baseball personality on this show is clearly the one who's been to the most Major League Baseball stadium. Oh, is that (laughs) that how we're (laughs) going to... I mean, the numbers don't lie, Brenda. Oh, I see. (laughs) Get out of here. What other news do you have from the world of Major League Baseball? I know you got, I think it's signing that you wanted to talk about, correct?
1: Yeah. uh, Former Ranger player, Hugh Darvish. uh, Give him a little bit of shout out for him. He had a, was it six year, eight year? Give me a second here to pull it up. Six-year, yep, I was correct. Six-year, $108 million contract. Uh, by the Cha-ching. time it'll be done, he'll be 42 years old. Safe to say he's finishing out his career over there on the West Coast. And this just in, Jeff Saun tweeted out how he asked uh, Rob Manfred about the league's blackout rules, and his response was blackouts are kind of the opposite side of the coin. Uh, we need to deliver a product to the fans he want to watch on all platforms and that they are... I'm assuming this is for, for the... Realistic price, and that is our number one priority.
0: That's with the balling news that came down today. Yeah,
1: so I'm guessing maybe MLB Network now. If you got MLB TV, maybe they won't have blackout games on it anymore?
0: Uh, he made it sound like they're looking at all options, which I'm assuming the NBA, the Major League Baseball, and NHL are all looking at. But. what
1: What drives me insane... It's so that you have your own streaming platform for your own sport, and yet you still implement blackouts. It's bullshit.
0: Yeah, if you want to sit there and say, okay, we'll increase the price a little bit to account for the local market. That's fine. I will pay that.
1: I would too. You know how much I'm paying right now? $97 for a couple blackouts, and then this year they gave me minor league games for free.
0: We're going to be talking about the NFL later, but I've played now for the last, I think, three years NFL Sunday ticket. Yet, if I, you know, for whatever reason want to watch a Cowboys game, yeah, you can't. You're out of luck. Yep. So that's something that hopefully these teams will figure out.
1: Like, the only reason why I have Bally Sports right now is because the Stars gave it to me for free. So I could watch the Stars games. Yeah, I'm still on
0: that family plan. So that's how I got it. So, (laughs) yeah, I know.
1: So, but yeah, no, I mean, now I got minor league games. Major League Baseball's like, hey, here, take this for free this year, too. I was like, sweet.
0: Sweet. I mean, I've been, I have had it for what,
1: five, six years now?
0: Like TV, that. Yeah. yeah. No, you've had it you've had it for a minute for sure. Because we split it uh last season. Mm-hmm. Although there was wasn't the greatest all the time.
1: What that that, that cause
0: you're Seattle? Well yeah. Well Seattle and then also weirdly, yeah, Seattle would get blacked out a lot. I, that the- I
1: didn't understand. Like I got like the Astros, even though technically the Astros are always out of market where we're at. Right. And I was like, whatever. And then I couldn't watch the Rangers, but I'd still I'd I mean I'd watch right. almost any team play, it didn't matter what game it was, I'd watch it. So but yeah, that was weird. Seattle had a lot of blackouts for some reason. And oh yeah,
0: I, and it's just—you it, it kept logging me out of the account. And I was just like, "They're cracking onto us, man."
1: Where, where, did you keep getting?
0: Oh I mean, yeah, that was ESPN Plus. You kept having both. Issues. Both. It was both. Really? Yes. Oh, I was just like, "This is so frustrating." Huh.
1: Was I watching when you were trying to watch? Maybe that was the issue.
0: No, because I would I would specifically do it whenever because I would ask you beforehand. I'd be like, "Hey, what are you doing?"
1: Yeah, because I'd let you when Seattle's playing. I'm like, "Whatever," I'll listen to the radio, or whatever.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It is. Uh, anything else from the world of Major League Baseball, or are we ready to talk some college hoops?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think that really about does it, so let's, let's kind of move it on over.
0: I'm I'm really, uh, genuinely, this is going to be one of the most exciting Major League Baseball seasons in a long time for I'm me. I'm so ready to see DeGrom pitch in the Rangers uniform. I'm ready to see a, a bunch of players for the Rangers, the Astros, and the Mariners all competing for the division title. Yep, it'll be a good one. All right, without any further ado, let's take it over to Men's College Hoops.
1: Nope, I forgot to meet your mic, so that was heard. (laughs) Whatever.
0: Yeah, I I was just adjusting the mic. You act like I've never touched a soundboard before.
1: That and it's kind of hot in here.
0: It is. <laughs> We're dealing with all sorts of conditions here. Recording here on February 15th, 2023. This is episode 21. Thank you so much for tuning in. Black like Jack. <laughs> Let's get over to the world of college hoops where since the last time we've recorded this, we have a new number one. We yeah. do. The Alabama Crimson Tide now sit atop the AP Top 25 poll, followed by the Houston Cougars, the Purdue Boilermakers, excuse me. I don't know why I was about to say owls there. I was like, what? Purdue Boilermakers at number three. UCLA Bruins at number four. Kansas Jayhawks sit at number five. The Texas Longhorns sit at number six. Virginia Cavaliers at number seven. The Arizona, University of Arizona sits at number eight. Baylor Bears at number nine. And the Tennessee Volunteers round out the top ten. UT should have dropped more after their loss. You think so, bro? Yes. All right, let's, let's break it down. The Texas Longhorns. Yes, the... Ever so, we'll call them polarizing. Um, uh, <laughs> program on this podcast, they did fall recently to the Texas Tech Red Raiders 74 to 67. I think because they uh, do they update it, it's every middle of the week. That I they think update? it is, so they may have just not updated it yet. Um,
1: I wish it said when this was updated, yeah.
0: Um, I'm sure it'll update sooner rather than later, but yes, the Texas Longhorns did fall to the Texas Tech Red Raiders 74 to 67. They also fell against former big or other Big Twelve foe Kansas, eighty-eight to eighty. Something that I think Texas just in this heart of their schedule, when they're competing with some of the best teams in the country, this is where they really miss the head coach that they came into the season with. Now, obviously, because I of his mean, situation, <laughs> hey, good riddance. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's he's not coming back, and rightfully so. But yeah, Texas at this point, I think they lack a little bit of leadership and. This could be the main downfall of the Longhorn season, in my opinion.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. And I uh, want to shed some light on a game on Tuesday that was played. Oh, OU, baby.
0: Yep. Your Sooners.
1: Sooner is able to come out, take victory over
0: Kansas State. Very nice. Yeah, Kansas State, I think they're ranked 12th. 12th. Yep. So, big win for the Sooners. We've got a couple. They've, they've. Here's the thing. They'll go out and beat Alabama. That's, they play up to their competition. They play down to their competition. <laughs> And I'm not sure. Where, I, I'm going to see if I can find the uh, f- final four in, first four out. Because I'm assuming OU is around the bubble. I would. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, first team. Oh, okay. First team out is Oregon, last team in. Now, granted,
1: out. we lost two Kansas. Right. So, but, I mean.
0: Yeah. I'm looking at the freaking. Yeah, it looks like. Yeah. OU. I'm, this is ESPN Bracketology. For those who are listening, I'm just kind of breaking down um, where Oklahoma stands at this current point. I don't think they'd be making the tournament no. as of this moment, but they they can beat any team in the country. <laughs> Again,
1: play up or play down to your competition. Yeah. <laughs> That's been the motto for the past couple of years.
0: Yeah. And, um, well, I know I love to kind of voice my support for the Pac-12 conference, but... If I can brag about myself a little bit, your boy was accepted to a Pac-12 school earlier this morning to their graduate program. So Ooh. maybe... Um, Which school was that? That happened to be the University of Arizona State. The man is going off to the desert. Uh, potentially. I talked all about that Phoenix stuff earlier. Your, your boy, Super Bowl was there. You know, they got Kevin Durant over there. I mean, yeah. we're, we're potentially going for, you know... Uh, I mean, spring training is obviously hosted there. Yep, going to training. Arizona.
1: Diamondbacks game. Yeah. So. Yeah, just don't just don't run around on their grass or their fields. Apparently,
0: no, no, <laughs> I know better than that. <laughs> Look at that, you Super Bowl. Oh uh, yeah, that the the infamous sodgrass grass uh, shenanigans. But uh. um, yeah, no Pac twelve UCLA's really kind of done their best at running away with that conference. Obviously, the University of Arizona. I, I guess I gotta hate them now because I'm a <laughs> I'm a son or a potential Sun Devil. Um, They're sitting there at number eight. They've been dominant all year, but uh, the Pac-12 is definitely kind of spearheaded by those two, and the rest, it's a bunch of, not so great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They uh, could be doing better, let's put it that way. After such such strong hopes, but the Big 12, as we mentioned, definitely the, I would argue, the premier conference in basketball. College basketball. As of right now, yeah. I'll be I mean, interested
1: to see once the whole conference changes happen and everything, how how that all shakes out.
0: Yeah, they literally have six. They have six uh, teams mm-hmm. ranked right now Yeah, in the Big 12. Yep. Um, also, you know, got to give shout-out to Big East. They're doing their thing. Marquette, Xavier, Providence, Creighton, UConn. You know, they're not the highest-ranked teams, but they're doing their best to kind of hold it down over there on the East side. So. East side? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to be really getting in. To, I'm gonna really be getting into college basketball now that the NFL season's over. I've been I've been paying attention, but obviously with the NFL, I mean that's Maybe where most of my attentions. Maybe we can get you into hockey some more. I, I no listen hockey. I've been come on. I, I've been working on it. Come I've been on. working on a bunch of just come on over to the icy side. I need more TVs. I need more TVs. I need I need hockey. I need basketball. I need baseball. Whenever baseball starts, I need everything. I just need more TVs.
1: It's the first broadcast of
0: here. Hang
1: on. Let's see this. Spring training's coming up. I can well, just pull it up right here.
0: on well, my app. Well, while well, you look that up, Conference USA, the Florida Atlantic Owls hold the one and only rank in the final rank spot at number 25, where my hour, North Texas Mean Green, I, I don't know if you claim North Texas, but you did go there. I went there. <laughs> Currently sit at number two. And, I'm uh, going to OU right now. So. Yeah. Uh, Grant McCaslin's got... You know the squad, definitely vying for uh, definitely a competitive potential conference uh, conference championship tournament. Uh, North Texas re- recently knocking off the UAB Blazers and Jelly Walker. So Jelly Walker. What yeah, a that's name his, that that's his name. What a name, Jelly Walker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's the main part I want to discuss in terms of the power five or the group of five. Excuse me. Anything uh, that you caught in particular from college basketball that you wanted to bring up? I know you were just looking up some spring training stuff. but Yeah, I'm just very
1: confused why the Red Sox are playing the Huskies for a spring training game.
0: Welcome to baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to baseball.
1: <laughs> fa- I was like, huh? <laughs> hey, what? So, uh, fair just, enough. That threw me for a loop there for a minute. I mean, uh, not, I don't really watch college basketball that much because, again, OU is just one of those...
0: So you're you're very invested based on how competitive OU is. Yes. Okay. That's kind of how it I goes. can respect that.
1: I mean, I'll watch football all day long for OU, I'll watch baseball all day long for OU, whether they're doing good or bad, because those are my like kind of sports that I'll stick true to. But
0: see, there's pros and cons to now potentially going to a power five like big school, right? Because beforehand, like when I was just, you know, obviously I'm about to graduate from UNT, I could watch college sports just totally guilt free. Oh, and yeah. just for the Love and enjoyment of the sport, and I'm still going to do that. But now I'm now I'm going to have a dog in the fight. Yep. Now I'm wel- no. welcome to the club. <laughs> buddy. And when you're like doing real meh, you're
1: just like meh. Maybe I don't really care about watching the sport yes. too much right now. <laughs> no, I mean
0: I. I mean I'm I'm literally going for sports waiting. journalism. So I don't think I'm going to ever have that day where I don't care about a sport. I'm just waiting for March Madness. That's fair.
1: That's that's about when I tune into college basketball.
0: I also just. I mean, look, hopefully it'll change, but I know Arizona State hasn't been always the most competitive sports school in the world, but, hey, everything's going to change. You get there, they suddenly do. You're their good luck charm. Is that it? All I'm saying is, is hey, look at North Texas's record since I've been there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like they've hired new no, coaches. No. Better recruiting. No, no No, <laughs> Gotten better talent. No, None no. of that. It's you. Huh? Yep. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> That's why you're the smart guy behind the <laughs> – Behind the producer's hat, right there. Oh yeah, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. You ready to talk some football, my man? Ready to talk some Super Bowl? The end
1: of football, bum, bup, bup, bum. at least for the season.
0: So I remember to mute your mic this time. I appreciate it. Patrick Mahomes still good. I I mean, was that ever a
1: question that he was bad?
0: We're going to get into it because I, I really want to talk about this with you because I've been waiting to talk about this with just anybody, um, how good Patrick Mahomes is all time. Patrick Mahomes, good. Andy Reid, good. Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey good. good. Chris Jones, good. Kansas City Chiefs, good. They knock off the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, and, Philly was good, too. Philly was. Jalen Hurts, very good. Yup. Very good. I was so impressed with the former OU product. Had, a, like, nearly 400 yards of total offense and four touchdowns. And you know, in the biggest game, when you're,
1: life. when you're one yard away from uh, a <laughs> first down, let's just have him run the ball
0: <laughs> undefeated, <laughs> that quarterback sneak. I, it, it's gotta be outlawed. They knew it was coming every time. They couldn't stop it. No, because it, well, it's here's the thing that when you've got a man that squats 600 pounds, you've got the <laughs> best center, arguably of all time oh, yeah. blocking for you. And then you also give them push. Yep. From two guys behind them, it's like, what do you want them to do? I,
1: it was just I was sitting there going,
0: Are "They gonna stop at this time? No. You, you Are know they what? Stop at this time. You know no. what? His most impressive run of the game was for me. What? The two point conversion, which wasn't a quarterback. It was a quarterback power, not a quarterback sneak. Mm-hmm. Where Kansas City played it well. They filled the gaps. Yep. They met him basically at the line of scrimmage. And Jalen Hurts was like, "Nah, I'm gonna get in here. It's just power of will. He would not be denied." And that ultimately tied the game up at 35. And then Mahomes drove them down the field. There was obviously the defensive holding that was very much talked about afterwards, which James Bradbury did admit to after the game. That ultimately allowed Kansas City to run out the clock, kick the game-winning field goal, and they were able to come away with the victory.
1: Yeah, can I just say something real quick about Philly in general?
0: World Series, loss. MLS final, loss. Loss. Super Bowl loss Sixers question mark. They become the first city in American professional sports to lose three championship level games within 99 days. At this point, I want the Sixers to go just to lose. <laughs> oh, I'm sure Andrew would <laughs> the, the, be having w- it.
1: The wind that would be knocked out of Philly
0: fans. Just, oh, here's a th- what, here's what I'll say. So Philly fans say what you will about them. If you go back and look at every press conference after the Super Bowl, I don't know if I've ever seen a team handle losing with as much grace as the Eagles did. Sure, the teams have never been. No, and no, that's. I understand. <laughs> I understand that's not the, the beef here. Yeah, because I understand you the and Andrew are the fan. No, listen, say what you will. Nick Sirianni came said it wasn't down about one play. Jalen Hurts came out with a. By the way, Hurts. Underrated quote machine, by the way. Yeah. Um, he came out and said, you know, listen, you either learn from it or you don't, and I know what I'm going to do. Um, Bradbury admitted the mistake. I mean, every Eagle was willing to take accountability. I think Brandon Graham also had a quote. They handled it with grace. Now, Juju, on the other hand, um, had a little fun on Twitter, and A.J. Brown was having none I of it. I was
1: so happy yeah. to see that. T- what do you keep calling Tick, it? TikTok Tick-tock boy. boy. Yeah. Tick-tock boy. Yeah. You were about to be retired, <laughs> tick-tock boy.
0: Which, it came out, I think, after the game that it was rumored that A.J. Brown was ha- not happy with his lack, or he was not happy with his lack of target yeah. in the fourth quarter. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, Devonta Smith made it happen, but it wasn't, I mean, he, A.J. Brown had that amazing touchdown catch. I, I mm-hmm. want to say, like, the first play of the second quarter. Yup. And he played a heck of a game, but yeah, listen, Juju was having a little fun. That's Juju's personality. He got a Super Bowl ring. Happy for him, you know. The
1: people who I don't want to have a Super Bowl ring, though, there's so many other people that deserve it.
0: You're not wrong there, but I mean that we could so go, we many. could have a whole another podcast talking about it. So
1: you know what? We might need to do that. Athletes that should have gotten Super Bowl rings. That'd be a good one.
0: That would be maybe another one in the summer. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just talk because obviously we're gonna. Break down this game. So you all you thought the what were your thoughts about the call first off, the holding? Yeah, the holding on Bradbury. I mean, it, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> you yeah. can't
1: you. Out of all the times to do it, oh, and you knew it too. I know it's. There's not much you can really say about it. It sucks, especially when it's you. It just sucks. Yes, he 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 owned up to it. I mean, and even when, what was it, uh, Kelsey? Even in the interview, it was like we don't blame him for the loss or anything like that because it's not really his fault they lost. No, which some people were trying to be like, oh, it's his fault. Oh, if he would not have done that, and I'm like, well, let's look at all the previous plays before.
0: The dumb sports fan will always point to the last or one of the last the plays of the dumb game. Philly fan, well, just any sports fan will sit there and be like, you know, the reason we lost is because of X. Like we we poke. Kirk f- Cousins we, was the reason we lost. <sighs> yeah. Last throw. There was more. That last Wait. throw was so bad. Uh, but okay, Brendan, don't. <laughs> you oh, didn't man. lose just because of that throw. There was multiple plays throughout the game that led to that circumstance. They don't have defense either. Okay, so we're on the same page with the hold. Oh, now to now to Patrick Mahomes. Brendan, I don't think people realize because people were sitting there and they were tweeting out, you know, oh, Mahomes already a Hall of Famer. You know, all this, that, and the other. Um you know, look at what he's done in the first five years as a starter. Uh, he's been phenomenal. He's clearly the best quarterback in football. I will not have another discussion about it. Like, his only competition is literally people. He's the best
1: quarterback in football right now.
0: He is, by, bar none.
1: I just want to make sure the right now is added.
0: Right now. Well, I don't see anybody that's going to challenge him. I'm, again, I yeah. want to stress right now, not in general or all time. No, no, I'll, no, that's fine. He's the best quarterback of all time, I would say. He's not the greatest. He's the best quarterback of all time, meaning from his talent and everything, his combined all a, of it. He
1: has a team though built around him too.
0: I, okay, you act like teams didn't weren't built around all the other greats. Joe, Joe Montana had arguably the greatest receiving threat ever in Jerry Rice. Peyton Manning had Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, along with Dallas Clark, Brandon Stokely, all those guys. Tom Brady had arguably the best tight end of all time, along with Randy Moss there for a couple of years. So which tight end? Oh, Rob Gronkowski. Okay. Yeah.
1: I was wondering which one you are going to go. No,
0: it's... Listen, and speaking... That's another topic we get (laughs) to. Kelsey's firmly... Like, he's... he's. Oh, he
1: solidified himself.
0: No, he like, he... Him, Gronk, Tony Gonzalez, and I'd put Shannon Sharp up there. You could argue any one of those four as one of the greatest tight ends ever.
1: Extremely fair list. I 100% agree with you on that one.
0: But getting back to Mahomes, right? And uh, after... This past Sunday, I'm sitting here and I'm willing to say, and I'm willing to bet you give you give me pushback. I think he's the third greatest quarterback of all time already. Ah, uh, yes, 100. percent I'd give you pushback because, <laughs> okay, again.
1: Well, do you your, want do slow
0: you, your roll? Hold on. No, 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 I'm gonna just I'm gonna give you my list. Okay, so I'll go. Brady's one. Yep. Montana two. Yep. i do Mahomes three. Peyton Manning four, and I'd put uh, John Elway at number five. So those would be my top 5 quarterbacks of all time.
1: Out of that list, I would drop him to 4.
0: So you would put him at 4. Okay, well then that's <laughs> that's not too much pushback then. Out of the list you gave me. Okay, well okay, well so, who, well, who but, would you who would you put above him then?
1: I mean, John Elway is Again, Peyton Manning 100% ahead of him.
0: I I, I disagree, but okay, go ahead. How,
1: why why do you say that?
0: In NFL history, the number of quarterbacks who have won... I'm going to make sure I get these stats right. The number of quarterbacks that have won two Super Bowls mm-hmm. and two two regular season MVPs are four people. Brady, Montana, Mahomes, Manning. The number of quarterbacks that have done the previous plus get two Super Bowl rings, you just drop Manning from the list. It's just Montana, Brady, and Mahomes.
1: So Okay, so that's what you're... Kind of well, it off of? well,
0: that's part of it. Okay, Mahomes, I also said, is the most talented quarterback that I have ever seen, given everything. His arm talent, his mind, his ability to execute, and what he's been able to do in a short period of time. Now, if you're willing to say he hasn't just put in enough effort yet to warrant the body of work that Peyton Manning or John Elway, that's fine. That's where I'm going with it. But I
1: want him to have more time. That's fine. Because how many quarterbacks have we seen where it's like, oh, man, they're so phenomenal, so great, and they
0: fall off? How many quarterbacks have done this in five years? The answer? Zero. What he's done in his first five years, no other quarterback can say that they've done what he's done. Even Brady. Brady, in his first, to his credit, in his first four years, won three Super Bowls. Now, he also had three Super Bowls in his next 14. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. If we give Patrick Mahomes, so that would be 14 years, so he's already done five, in the next nine years, Oh, and I give you the over-under of half a Super Bowl, meaning under, zero, anything else is one or more. Mm-hmm. If I set the Super Bowl number at .5 for Mahomes, would you take the under? No. Okay. Well, if I set it at 1.5. I'm I'm That's, I'm gonna take the over.
1: I'm gonna take the under at that point.
0: So you so you think in nine Kelsey's years
1: Kelsey's going to come and retire here soon? Okay, so he's going to lose a great tight end that he, he's not going to be able to target now.
0: He lost Tyree Kill last year. Look what he got him.
1: Sure that you were able to replace him though, uh, to an extent. but How yeah. are you going to replace a tight end? Well, again, one of the best that we've even just stated in all of football.
0: My my answer would be You're taking
1: off a huge target. No, you
0: know it is. And they also took a huge target off of Tyree Kill. But once Travis Kelsey again eventually retires, he could retire whenever he wants to. He's yeah. done so much in his career already. I would retire on a Super Bowl win, but Brett Veach this past year, there was eight Kansas City Chief rookies that contributed significant snaps in the Super Bowl. Isaiah Pacheco was a seventh round rookie. He was their starting running back. Yeah. Uh what was it, Nick? Nick Bolton's a young guy for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the corner from Washington, that I'm blanking on his name, he was a rookie for them as well. They also had another corner opposite of him that I'm blanking on their name. So many young contributors. Kansas City has proven to be one of the best well-run organizations where their owner is great. They provide him with going over the luxury cap and the fact that they're able to draft consistently great at multiple positions.
1: Well, and you also have an amazing head coach with one Andy of the best Reed. minds in all of I, NFL
0: history. I agree. A- so a owner, a general manager, a head coach, a quarterback. Another thing here, Mahomes. Sign that 10-year, $500 million, whatever mm-hmm. the exact numbers were. I'm not going to get into it. Next year, there is a very good chance after all the extensions are given out with Herbert, uh, Burrow, potentially to uh, yeah. whomever. Mahomes, them, man. we'll see. We'll see what he gives them if they sign him at all. Potentially, Mahomes has the chance to become the, wait for it, 10th highest paid quarterback next year. Under his deal, now again, will he eventually maybe say I want to renegotiate? It's left to be seen. I don't know. Mahomes seems to be like the guy because they gave him that long-term security, he wouldn't go do that. But we'll see. The fact that he the cap's only going to expand and Mahomes is going to stay at that number and only decrease in terms of the amount he's going to get against the cap. Kansas City, if they're not able to draft and develop an, another weapon, which again they found Tyree Kill when they found Tyreek Hill. they found Travis Kelsey when they found Travis Kelsey. I'm not putting it past them to find somebody else or to simply say, hey, we've got the money. Let's go sign somebody. Now, are they going to be Travis Kelsey? No. But I believe like that i trying to
1: think who would be the next best tight end you could possibly even try to go after, after Kelsey. Mark Andrews,
0: maybe, right now? Okay, you're, you're saying in football, but obviously yeah. Mark Andrews is not realistically an option no, to go sign.
1: Exactly, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, who who's the next best you could possibly even try to replace him with?
0: Again, Andrews, Kittle. I Listen, I, I don't even know if Kittle... I don't... Kittle, here's the thing. Kittle, because of what he does in the run game and everything, and the fact that if Andy Reid, Andy Reid could scheme open anybody. Sure. So, I, even, listen, Kyle Pitts had a down year this past year. Kyle Pitts is a heck of a prospect. It's had a real, <laughs> he had a really bad year. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But uh, he's got so much potential. It's ridiculous. My point is, if you set, again, let's just say the next decade to round it up, but, or, or nine years if you want to hold it to me. If you set the number at 1.5 Super Bowls for Patrick Mahomes to get in the, those next nine years, I think I would take the over. See, and I, and I again, would that's, say, pro, and that's projecting. So that's, if you want to hold me to that and me putting Mahomes up there too early, that's fine.
1: And that's my thing.
0: I, I, again, I'm not arguing
1: he's not a phenomenal quarterback. He doesn't deserve any credit. No, he, all the credit he's been given, 100%. Give him a little bit more time. That's all I'm saying.
0: Where would you have him all time? If he, were ta- if he just walked out tomorrow and was like... Or he walked out today in the parade and we just didn't see it. And he's just like, you know what, guys? I want to stay home with my kids. I want to be a dad. Whatever. Where would you rank him? He's definitely top 10. 100%. Okay, so it's not outlandish for me to go that high. Because the way you originally I've, sounded... Number three is,
1: that's a little much. It's... it's for right now.
0: All I'm saying is... He's already the best talent at the position i've ever seen. And in 5 years he's accomplished what some people have taken their whole careers to either accomplish or have not accomplished at all. Even the great Peyton Manning his second super bowl was a shell of himself in which he got carried by that Denver Broncos defense. Sure, but also that was near the
1: end of his career as well.
0: But it to me it's like it, it's not going to take but him, him any- putting up 50,000 more passing yards or, you know, X amount of touchdowns that I already know if he plays and healthy, oh. knock on wood for him, he's going to do. Like, to me, oh, I already... when he plays not healthy.
1: Right, i.e. Super Bowl.
0: There you go. And it's just, so, to me, that's I don't,
1: also my concern.
0: And again, to get to Montana or to get to Brady level, he obviously has to stack the accomplishments. My point is, you take those two out. I'm conceding those two.
1: Which I would hope so.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I get Manning has five regular season MVPs. I still would rather have Mahomes' career right now than I would have rather have paid Manning's. Even if Mahomes retired this instant, I'd rather have Mahomes' career than paid Manning's. I
1: don't know.
0: I don't know. It's a real discussion. It is 100%. And
1: that's where I'm just, I, I want more time. Okay. And that's my only, that's my argument for him. I'm not saying he can't be. He 100% has shown everyone he can be. Yeah. No arguments there. I just want more time. I want to see him, develop, not, not really develop, but yeah, I want to see him keep playing. I'm wondering, I just don't want him to be one of those. Oh, and there he goes. Right. So, that's all. Yeah. Like Travis Kelsey, 100%. Put
0: him yeah. up there with the grades. Mm-hmm. Shoot, JJ Watt retired, hundred percent Hall of Famer. Put him up there with the greats. So they put their time in. I get it. Yeah, but to me, like I said, he's Speaking arguably the, the best talented in it at the game. But greatness wise, I understand you have to stack those accomplishments. Mm-hmm. in. So I mean, that's that's all. I get it. But get a ob- couple
1: more uh, MVPs,
0: hundred percent. Yeah, and for those of you listening and I made it this far, um, let me let us know down you know wherever you listen to us, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, or on social media. Where do you think Patrick Mahomes ranks all-time after his Super Bowl 57 performance?
1: Yo. I'll be, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure everyone, it's going to be a bunch of different opinions. Some people are going to agree with you. Some people are going to be like me and one time, want those more achievements stacked on with it. So I guess we'll see. Nope. Yep.
0: Anything else? Uh, I know we had some coaching hires. Um, Shane Steichen was hired as the Colts' new head coach, the OC from the Eagles. I went it Saturday. Uh, what was it? <laughs> you just pray on the Colts down. I right? I do. Uh, I believe it was um, uh, also the Eagles D.C. got hired to be the Arizona head coach, which, yeah, you have a $250 million investment in the quarterback and you hire a defensive guy in an offensive league. Great job, Arizona.
1: Yeah. (laughs) bro. Arizona's just at this point. Yeah, I mean, I don't
0: know anymore. Well, since we've also, I know Sean Payton's been to the Broncos. I know D'Amico Rines is now the head coach of the New York Jets. Mm -hmm. I believe there's one more that I'm blanking on. Um, but we're obviously going to be talking more NFL when it comes to draft season. Um, Any breaking news, obviously, we'll touch on here, but, I mean, this is going to be the last kind of planned out segment of talking football for the foreseeable future, Brendan. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Oh, it's Frank Reich. He's the new head coach of Carolina. Yep. That's what it was. I mean,
1: I guess we could talk XFL.
0: XFL, yeah. I mean, the XFL and the USFL are both starting new spring USFL football. Yeah, that's... <laughs> They listen, I hope that both leagues survive ultimately more than they did that infamous year where neither one of them made it to the end of the regular season or just well listen, covid P- happens. I I and that's fair, but or I mean, just why don't those two get together? PJ um, Walker has an NFL career because of the XFL. Uh, yeah. Uh what was it Donald Parham? Um for the chargers Mm -hmm. also came from the XFL. The, uh, Oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. The Cowboys do the returner. Um, I don't know the name. Yeah. (laughs) He revitalized his career from spring football. That's fair. Um, so it's definitely something that a lot of fans will just look to keep an eye on to see who might spring up on their TV next from spring football. So definitely interesting. Um, Obviously, Seattle's got a team for the XFL. Uh, for the USFL, I mean, they all play in Birmingham, so I don't even know if they really have home field advantage.
1: Yeah, I don't, it's kind of weird on that one, but...
0: I, listen, they're trying to sustain, so...
1: Bob Stoops is coaching back here again?
0: Yes, for the... Dallas
1: Renegades? Are they still the Renegades? I, I was about
0: to ask you the same thing. I was like, I don't even know if they're... I just know Bob Stoops is still coaching them. Fair. So... A lot of stuff we could potentially look to talk about in the NFL or XFL or USFL. So let us know down at our social medias if you would like to hear us talk about everything in the world of spring football. But without any further ado, we've talked a lot of sports today. It's good. It feels good to be sitting here talking some sports, but it wouldn't be a good time sports podcast if we didn't mention on this day in sports history. Let's get to it.
1: Headphones tripped me out, man. I know. I don't know what the deal is with them. They still keep doing that. Yeah.
0: Me fidgeting with them didn't help either.
1: (laughs) No. That's why I just now am residing to one headphone on my ear. Fair enough. Man, I got a good one. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off there, Brendan? It's about the ultimate goat of all, the goat of all goats in 1980. NHL Oilers Wayne Gretzky assists. On NHL record tying, seven goals and an eight to two victory over the Washington Northerlands. Good old Wayne. The goat of all goats. Can't wait to make that argument with Andrew.
0: That'll be that'll be another episode I think we're gonna have this summer. The goat of all goats episode. Oh, you you know you've seen my list that I sent you. <laughs> I I have stat lists ready when it comes to Wayne Gretzky every time. Elsewhere, on this day in sports history, February 15th, back in 2009. You may remember this duo if you've been following any bit of NBA history. Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal both win All-Star Game MVP as the West beats the Eastern Conference 146-119. to 119, And ironically, Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> A lot of Arizona uh, props given out today. Yep. <laughs>
1: On this day in 1990, baseball owners locked out players.
0: Bum, bum, bum. The bastards. Oh, here's the date. In 1996, NFL coaching maestro Bill Belichick is fired by the Cleveland Browns, finishing his Browns coaching career with a record of 36 and 44. Dang it, you took my that one.
1: All right, <laughs> I'll go to this other one then. On 1981, 23rd, Daytona 500. Richard Petty wins his record seventh title at Daytona. I love that you gave NASCAR some credit there. We don't give them enough credit, honestly. Like NASCAR, we haven't done much. Rally racing. We do We do Formula One. We do Formula One, but that's it. We don't really give, you know, kind of.
0: Which, by the way, Formula One is going to be coming back as soon as this season kicks off. Yeah. I want to say in early March. Um. Yourself. So yeah, definitely. Um, Same with the UFC. Yes. Giving much light on you. So we need to oh, work yeah. on that. Listen. Hey,
1: we found some new things to fill. Uh, oh yeah. NFL time with. There Ab- we go. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Um. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't get this one, Brendan. Excuse me. In 1990, baseball owners lock out the players. I already said that one. Yes, you did. <laughs> It's probably because of this dang freaking headset, man. I couldn't hear you. Well,
1: how about this one? In 2004, 46 Daytona 500, Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins exactly six years to the day of his father, Dale Earnhardt Sr., won his first yeah, and only Daytona
0: 500 in 1998. Yeah, you yelled that, and I'm pretty sure I only got half of that. Yep, that's,
1: <laughs> you're welcome. It's, it's about Daytona. There's a lot of Daytona There's 500s. a lot, yeah.
0: <laughs> It is time for the great American race, as they like to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, here's, you know what? We'll give this sport a shot. In 1978, England, all out 64 for first loss to New Zealand in cricket. You think we should be talking some cricket?
1: On the, I, can, uh, podcast? I can try to get into it. <laughs> I know absolutely <laughs> nothing about it. I'll be like, hey,
0: this is kind of like baseball, but, but not at all at the same time. That reaction on your face is all that I was craving. Yeah, if, you know. <laughs>
1: And 1999 seventh Epsby award mark Maguire nice good old
0: Mark Maguire ESPY awards all right anything else from this day in sports or uh I think that really about does it at least for like I mean there's days. there's more stuff we could talk about yeah but I mean if
1: we want to just really go through this whole list so oh yeah. well 1978, Leon Spinks beats Muhammad Ali in 15.
0: Nice. Denver Serbian center Nikola Jokic records the fastest triple-double in NBA history, 14 minutes and 33 seconds, in the Nuggets' 134-123 to 123 win at Milwaukee. Jokic finished with 30, 17, and 15. This was back in 2018.
1: Nice. Well, here we go. We can finish on a really good one. 1963, first U.S.
0: female world figure skating champ. Shout out. Yep. All right. Well, from my co-host producer Brennan Carson to the semi-involved co-host Andrew Maloney, assistant, 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 Andrew Maloney. Assistant <laughs> Andrew Maloney. Uh, I am your host, Colin Brown, saying thank you so much for tuning in to episode 21 of Good Time Sports to or February 15th, 2023. We are back in the saddle. We are looking to get back into the swing of things. Thank you so much for supporting us. Apple Music, Spotify. Amazon, Google, wherever you listen to us. We appreciate your support. Also, get get at us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the above, and our personal social medias as well. From Brendan Carson, Andrew Maloney, I'm Colin Brown saying thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week for episode 22. This has been Good Time Sports saying peace.